We can't stay up on the mountain. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning to you. Uh, We're moving on in Luke chapter 9. Today we're going to be reading verses 28 through 36. This is a um, scripture passage that um, ushers us into a scene where Jesus and some of his very close companions are on a mountain and they're praying together. And Jesus has a change in appearance that takes place during that time of prayer. And then he is visited by two of the prophets of old um, while praying in the Spirit on that mountain. And his companions, including Peter, um, aren't sure exactly what they're seeing, but they know that they're in a very special moment. And Peter recognizes this moment as being um, supernaturally unique. And he offers to put up uh, three tents, three booths for Jesus and his uh, heavenly visitors. And uh, it's a way of expressing his desire to stay in the moment. (laughs) He didn't want to leave that moment. He didn't want to see this moment come to a conclusion While it was strange in some ways to see all of this happening, uh, he knew they were in a moment with God that was unique and special. And I think often the temptation for us when we're in unique moments with God, supernatural moments where heaven breaks open and the Spirit comes upon us in a unique way, and we don't want to leave those moments. We're getting perspective like never before. We're feeling a peace that um, is it just raptures our very uh, attention and, and uh, we feel overwhelmed by it. We don't want to leave those moments and go back to normal everyday life. But the reality is, and we all know this is true, life is not lived on the mountain. Um, the advantage of the mountain is we get perspective that we don't have when we're down on the ground, but we don't stay on the mountain. Life is not lived on the mountain. Life is lived on the ground. Um, And while the mountain gives us perspective, it doesn't change the realities on the ground. It just helps us see them through a new lens. Um, I was traveling this summer and had the opportunity to summit the Grand Teton in Wyoming with some friends of mine. And it was stunning and overwhelming. And the journey to the top was at times frightening. Uh, at times it called out every ounce of strength <laughs> this old body had. Um, but getting to the top um, gave us a vision that we just could not believe. Um, we could see several states from the top of the mountain. We could see uh, old faithful shooting off over in Yellowstone. It was just a stunning view. Uh, But the reality is uh, we got about 20 minutes on the mountaintop before we had to turn around and come back down because life is lived on the ground and the beauty and perspective of the mountain give way to our real lives. And hopefully the mountain experiences impact us in such a way as to give us perspective that helps us apply new truths to our life on the ground. Um, And that's the beauty and the uh, benefit of the mountain. All right, well, we're going to get into this passage. Uh, Before we head into the Word, let's 
let's lift our uh, prayers to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today and we give you thanks that we've made it through another week. <laughs> we are at the finish line and uh, in just a few short hours the weekend begins. And we give you thanks, Lord God, for your faithfulness to us once again. You are faithful and you are good and we give you thanks. Lord, as we encounter your word today, it is our prayer uh, that you would teach us, Father, that you would say and do what you wish to say and do in our lives through your word today. Um, speak truths that give us perspective we need. And then, Father, uh, may your spirit give us insight and understanding for applying those truths to our lives in uh, here and now. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And for all of the promises of Scripture upon which we stand this day. And we give you thanks in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to read about the transfiguration of Jesus. This is Luke chapter 9, 28 through 36. About eight days after Jesus said this, and this the this is his prediction of his death and uh, Luke chapter 9, 21 through 27, which we read about yesterday. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which was about to bring to... to which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. <laughs> While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. This is a powerful scene uh, and an unusual one. These kinds of things don't happen very often, do they? Uh, Jesus and his friends go up to the mountain to pray. Peter, James, and John were three of his closest disciples. And while he was praying, his face changed and his clothes became bright as a flash of lightning, Luke tells us. And two men, identified as Moses and Elijah, appeared while uh, Jesus was praying, and they were talking with him. And um, they were talking about the things that Jesus would, would bring to fulfillment in Jerusalem. And uh, Peter and his friends were evidently sleeping, and when they became fully awake, they saw Jesus in this glorified state, standing there talking with Moses and Elijah. And Peter knew they were in a special moment, but he didn't understand the moment they were in. And so he suggested that they build some 
shelters and stay there a while. Um, he didn't want to leave. He realized this was a beautiful moment in God's presence. Now, it's interesting. You have Jesus praying, and then he's, he begins to, to, his appearance begins to change, which was a, a God um, showing forth the glory of Jesus so his, the disciples who were with him could see him more clu- clearly for who he was. He was beginning to, to shine forth his glory. And this is a peek, a glimpse into the true identity of Jesus. And so this was a clue uh, for the disciples to see Jesus more clearly for who he was. And then he's talking with Moses and Elijah. Now, it's interesting that they're there. Um, They are representative of the law and the prophets. And the voice does not say, listen to these men. The voice says, listen to Jesus. And I think the appearance of Moses and Elijah is an interesting symbol. It symbolizes the giving way. Uh, giving a, giving way from the old covenant of God, the law and the prophets, to the new covenant in Jesus. And it's interesting that their conversation, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus, was about the fulfillment of what Jesus was about to do. And so the whole thing it symbolizes the movement away from the old covenant born in the law and prophets to the new covenant born in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so this too would be a signal to Peter, James, and John, that the old was giving way to the new, and uh, that Jesus was uh, truly, uniquely sent of God and by God uh, to be the Messiah of uh, God for the people of Israel and for the world, ultimately. Um, And while um, Peter was speaking, a cloud appeared, and this cloud covered them. They were taken up into the cloud. And the voice from the cloud, which was God's voice, said, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. And so God is transitioning away in these words from the old covenant and saying, Jesus has authority. Listen to his voice. Listen to his teachings. Listen to his words. Listen to what he is saying about the kingdom of God. This is what applies, what Jesus says. And when God had finished speaking, the cloud disappeared, and so did Moses and Elijah. And the four men, uh, Jesus, Peter, James, and John, were left to themselves once again. The disciples discerned that they were in a special moment spiritually, and they also discerned not to speak about what they had seen until later, until much later. Um, So when they descended the mountain, they did not get into the details of what they had seen there. Uh, This is a powerful moment, and uh, we have all had, if we're sincere believers, I can... I can trust that we've all had powerful encounters with Jesus, mountaintop moments, if you will, maybe not physically from the vantage point of an actual mountain, but we've had these moments where we're swept up into the spirit and we're enjoying fellowship with Jesus in a closeness and a depth that we could could not really truly describe. And when we're in those moments, we don't want to leave them because they're so precious. And the peace and the comfort and the rest and the joy and God's presence that we experience in those moments is is beyond breathtaking. And <clears throat> the thought of leaving those moments and resuming normal life is challenging. We want to hold on to those moments. But, but those moments don't last because those moments are designed to feed us and inspire us and encourage us for our journey on the ground. 
And so I want to encourage you, my friends, that the mountaintop moments are designed to give away to the real life moments where our faith, uh, the rubber of our faith meets the road of life. And what we believe and what we say we believe is applied to our actual living in the here and now. Um, faith has its greatest value in our actual everyday life moments, because that's where um, we uh, face our challenges, and that's where we face uh, the difficulties of relationships and finances and work and all of the things that typically trouble us. And the mountaintop perspective helps us see our daily life moments through the lens of God's divine perspective, and that helps us um, put our daily moments in perspective. We don't, they don't carry as much weight as they once did when we see them through the lens of God's perspective, because we know that God, who knows the end from the beginning, is giving us perspective into our lives so that we're not as easily troubled or, or tripped up by the things that happen here, uh, but we learn to accept them and acknowledge them and receive them as teachers on the journey of life in the here and now that are shaping and refining us to be more like God, our Creator, and Jesus, our Lord. And so we give God thanks for the mountaintop um, and for the perspective it brings but we commit ourselves to living out the lessons uh, in the here and now. All right, my friends, a great passage to explore, and perhaps you'll take some more time reading and studying in Luke chapter 9, 28 through 36 uh, this weekend. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us this week and for listening today. We'll uh, get caught up on Monday. You have a great weekend, and God bless.